Blog Talk Radio. This is Jay Lethal, the undisputed champion of the wrestling world. This is John Sullivan. It's Babs, I Boosie. Michael Thompson talking. The phenomenal AJ Styles. Jerry Rose. Charles Johnson. Psycho Killer, Kamasa Champa. This is Matt Blair. Thank you for listening to Sportscast Radio. Sportscast Radio. Welcome to Sportscast Radio. The most anticipated NFL draft in recent memory is about to get underway. Now, you guys ready to get started?
three picks. What kind of the mindset are you going to try? You know, any, any talk of trying to hit that home run, moving up maybe for that player, utilizing all three, trying to expand them into something. Is there any kind of a a game plan having so much riches, especially in the first half of the draft for the most part? Yeah, that's a great question. So. Just to start off, in terms of moving up, I think there's two guys I'm kind of eyeing, and I think a lot of the Eagles fan base is eyeing. And one of those guys being Kyle Hamilton, if, if he falls to that 8 to 10 range, I am not letting him fall any further, which I, I don't expect him to be there. But if by some miracle he is, I'm trading up, I'm trading a couple picks and getting him and locking him down at 8 because that's the guy who makes, makes the Eagles defense immediately change and you know changes the complexion of play calling in the scheme. The other guy being... Ahmad, for a while, you're going to get a lockdown guy on one side next to Darius Slay, a guy who's going to play beyond Darius Slay's contract, too. So you're still going to have that number one guy even after Darius Slay leaves. So I am personally a big fan of those two guys. You could also stay put. I, I think I think Howie's going to make a trade. I'll just say that right now. I don't know if it's going to be up or down, but he's been one of the, the GMs who's, if you look at the charts of where you know trade-ups and trade-downs have happened, He's one of the guys who's moved up and down the most out of any of the GMs in the National Football League during his tenure. So I think he's going to end up moving. I don't think he's going to pick all three players. I think he's either going to move up to get one of those guys, or I think he could move back, get some capital for 2023, and not put all of his eggs into just the 2022 basket. I still think an edge is possible. I like Ajabo and Jermaine Johnson. I think those two guys are possibilities. A little less likely with Hassan Reddick signing, which I'm sure we'll talk about, but you know that's still a possibility. I think they like Andrew Booth from Clemson. There's wide receivers on the board. Tyler Linderbaum is there if they want to replace Kelsey. There's a lot of options here. And obviously linebacker with Lloyd and Dean is something they're going to look at too. Speaking about that Hassan Reddick signing that you mentioned just a lovely second ago, um, do you think they still need to address that defensive line? Um, There's been talks and rumors around people are calling for Fletcher Cox to get traded. Um, Do you think they still go that route if, let's say, um, that defensive tackle from Georgia, what's his name, Uh, Davis, I think? Jordan Davis falls or something like that. I think that's absolutely a possibility. I think think Cox could get traded at some point. The thing is, his post-June 1st trade is much more likely. We would save about $2 million if that were the case. Pre-June 1st, it would be about a $26 million cap hit. You're going to need a pretty good trade to move him before that, that date. You know, you're not going to move him unless it's post-June 1st. But that's still likely. You move him in the summer, you could move him closer to the trade deadline in the season, and then you have a guy like Jordan Davis who comes in here and immediate make, immediately makes your defense better as kind of that, hopefully that zero-shade, one-shade type of guy. Um, on the inside, whether he, you know, whatever he's doing, whether it's the run game or the pass rush, that's a possibility. I know there's concerns about how many snaps he's going to play, but I still think he's a game-changing talent. When you have Milton Williams behind him, you're going to have Javon Hargrave here for a number of years too. He's still got some gas left in the tank, so I think I think it's a possibility they address it still. You know, the interior, I I, I think they've got guys who can play death roles like Hassan Ridgeway if they re-sign him to be kind of that fourth guy. But I never, I, I think you can never have enough guys on the line. You need to have guys who can rotate. You know, Milton, Milton had a really good back half of the year. I'm hopeful he can kind of be a mainstay next year. That's not a guarantee, though, as much as I think it, he, he can grow into that. So, you know, even like a Devontae Wyatt from Georgia, I think he's, he's a name that will come up, too. I think the Eagles are going to play two guys off the edge and then kind of have three guys on the, in more of an odd front. So I think it's a possibility they add a couple guys who can play in a three-point stance. What's kind of the, the thought process right now around the quarterback situation? Obviously, Jalen Hurts. 
I believe is the guy. I think he. I, I think he's gotten a little bit of a bad rap. I think he's better than people are giving him credit for. He came into a, you know, a situation that was a team who was at the top and suddenly kind of fell off a little bit. And now we're doing that. Not necessarily. I want to say a rebuild, but definitely kind of restructure. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Is there any thoughts? Yeah. Fifteen, sixteen, nineteen. They try to grab a, a you know, a Kenny Pickett, a Malik Willis, you know, something like that. Or it, any thoughts of them sneaking into any of these? Still trade situations, I guess you could say. I know, I know it's still less than 24 hours till the season starts and all those cap hits start hitting mm-hmm. all these teams. But is it, you know, is there any shot they try to package something and, and sneak into Watson or maybe call San Fran about Jimmy G or do something like that? No, I, I don't. I don't anticipate the Eagles making any any moves. I think they're going to stick with Jalen. It sounds like Watson is going to be the guy in either Cleveland. Carolina or New Orleans, and maybe, you know, I believe he meets with the Falcons tomorrow, so we'll see how that goes down. I don't think the Eagles are in on him anymore. As far as Jimmy G goes, I, I don't think the Eagles believe he's enough of an upgrade over Jalen Hurts right now. Mm-hmm. And I think with Jalen Hurts, they're going into the mindset of next year as it being an evaluation year. I'm someone who's kind of neutral on Jalen Hurts. I kind of go up and down on him depending on performance. And I, I, I ended up going into this year neutral on him. I came out neutral on him. He didn't he did a lot of good, but also didn't do enough necessarily to win me over, if that makes sense. So I think next That's year we're fair. going in, put more, put more around him, see what you can do there, and look, look what you did with you know the Buccaneers when, before they got Brady, and then Denver before they got Russell Wilson. They had talent around the quarterback position, and that's why they were ready to make a move like that. So I don't know who's going to be available in the future off seasons, and obviously if Wilson or Rodgers had been a possibility for us, that's something you got to jump on because that's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to get a quarterback like that. But both of those weren't possibilities. I think right now the best option is giving Jalen a little more around him, seeing what he can do next year, and seeing if he shows development in his ability as a passer. He has very fixable things that he needs to clean up, and I think that's something you're going to get the work ethic from him. You know, every guy has a ceiling, and we'll see if he can kind of reach his ceiling. And right now I think I think the expectation is that the best we can get from him is maybe a wild card win. I haven't seen that he can necessarily be a Super Bowl guy, but again, he's only in year three. So, you know, we're really going off of a small sample size here, but I think that's why you keep him around for a year, a year three. And I don't think any of these guys in the draft necessarily boost my confidence to say, okay, Kenny Pickett comes in here. He has a high floor, but I don't know if his ceiling's necessarily high either. We're kind of in the same situation again with that we are with Jalen Hurts right now. At, and at least we don't know what Jalen Hurts is going to be, but then, yeah, Malik Willis is kind of like a project pick, too. I don't necessarily want to bring a project pick in here, and I know you could technically develop him behind Jalen, but I think that's just kind of wasting some capital there. I don't think it makes sense with this quarterback class, even next year. I mean, next year you're going to bring – if you bring in a rookie, it's still – Jalen's had a couple of years of experience. You have to feel really confident in a rookie quarterback after you build it up a little bit to say that he can take this team further than Hurts could. Uh, last <laughs> Luke, can I can I ask a follow up real quick? Because he sparked my interest. I don't mean to jump all over yeah. you, game one. All right, got it. <laughs> so you, you sparked my interest big time, and I got I got a two part question. I guess I want to ask you because you 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 kind of threw a bunch out there with Jalen Hurts that really intrigued me, and you mentioned mm-hmm. you know wild card only yet Super Bowl. Part one, I guess I say is if you were to compare Jalen Hurts to Nick Foles, and I guess even to a sense Carson Wentz who won a Super Bowl and got you basically to a Super Bowl. You know, in my opinion, I'm taking Jalen Hurts over Nick Foles. Am I crazy? Maybe. You know, I don't see – I didn't see as much, but 
that kind of just was a, was a was a wild answer that I wanted to jump on. My second question is with the Russell Wilson thing. If they would have took your 15, 16, 19, and Hurts for Wilson, would you have pulled the trigger on that? Those are two very great questions, and I'm glad I'm answering the second one second, so I got a little time to think while I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> so, as far as as far as you know, the Foles and Wentz versus Hurts thing goes, you know that Super Bowl year is really unique in that. I don't think the Eagles win that Super Bowl if Foles is starting the first half of the year and Carson starts the second half of the year, if that makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. it really only worked because of the way Carson performed in the regular season and the way Foles was able to perform in the mainly the last two playoff games. He didn't play too well against Atlanta. He did what he needed to do to win. But that's kind of what you get with Foles is, like, he's a leader, and I think you see that the defense rallies around a, a leader like Foles, and he gets the entire roster, all 53 men, to kind of rally around him and play their best football because they want to go win for him. And I think you kind of get that leadership element with Jalen Hurts, too. You know he's going to put in the work. He wants to be better. He's focused on football right now. He's blocking out all the noise. And I think I think that's something you get with Jalen Hurts. I think it's just hard to compare again because Jalen Hurts, you're expecting him to play 16 games and then win three or four playoff games, or 17 games now, sorry, and then win three or four playoff games, too whereas the Eagles kind of were able they, – they really kind of lucked out in that they got, they got an MVP in the regular season and then almost an MVP in the playoffs, too. So, I mean, he was a Super Bowl MVP. So, I, I think it's just kind of hard to compare that. Uh, whereas you look mm-hmm. at other teams, they have these top five, top ten quarterbacks usually leading them there. Different in the case of Jimmy G, who hasn't won a Super Bowl, has, but you see guys like Jimmy G and even Baker Mayfield one year did go pretty far in the playoffs, but – those guys, I mean, when it comes down to making the throw that matters, sometimes they can't really do it. That's the worry with Hurts, I think. And as far as the Russell Wilson trade goes, would I trade all three first-round picks and Hurts for Russell Wilson? I, oh, this is a really tough <laughs> answer. I, I, I probably, I, I want to say, say I would. People might call me a bad GM for that, but um, I just think when you get a guy like Russell Wilson, it, it makes you a lot better as a team. But at the same time, then your cap space goes if you're the Eagles, then your three first-round picks go. So I can understand the other side of it where it's, you know, what are you going to have around Russell Wilson? Instead, the the Broncos, when they traded for him, they already had, even with the Russell Wilson trade, I believe they had around $23 in cap space. That's about how much the Eagles had to spend free agency, I feel like, without a Russell Wilson trade. So just kind of put that in perspective. And, again, Denver had the roster to trade for him. I don't think Russell wanted to come here per se. So I – probably would have done it, but I can understand the other side of it, too. I'm not a hard yes. I, I'm like a very I'm, – I'm slightly yes. I'll lean slightly yes to give you a straight answer. <laughs> <laughs> Just totally intrigued me when, when you had mentioned the Russell thing. I was like, oh, i got to ask mm-hmm. you that. <laughs> that is a good question. I like it, Ryan. Like it. Um, last year, last year you, we finally saw the Eagles get the wide receiver position right in the draft. Do you think there's any chance they use one of these picks to get – uh, hurts another weapon, someone like Jamison Williams out of Alabama or Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State or something like that? There is absolutely a possibility they do that. And I think you're going to see that become more of a possibility now that that Christian Kirk deal kind of reset the market in a sense. Now, I'm not saying every wide receiver is going to go out there and, and free agency and get the $21 million or $18 million that Kirk got per year. But at the same time, I, I think they're going to be more expensive now. So a Jarvis Landry and Juju Smith-Schuster, those guys kind of become a little less likely now for the Eagles. And I think it's more likely they probably get a veteran like a Zach Pascal or 
you know, Jamison Crowder's still out there. Maybe they added Keelan Cole just because their three, four, five spots were so weak. So they're going to want to upgrade that because J.J. Ortega-Whiteside's a designated blocker and special teamer. You can replace that at the tight end position. You have Greg Ward, who I know he had a decrease in the snap count, only caught seven passes, had two drops. He's good in the red zone, but I envision him more as a fifth guy. And then you have Rager, who I don't even think needs an explanation as to why you need to upgrade from that position. So um, they see Quez Watkins as a starter. Devontae Smith is obviously a high-level player. I think he's going to be a really special talent. But I still think in round one, I think there's a possibility. But as, as far as round one goes, yeah, I think it's definitely a possibility. Look, I'm a big fan of Drake London. I think the guy's got the size. He reminds me a lot of Al Robinson on the sideline phase and being able to play the slot. He played, he played the slot pretty much all of 2020. Then he moved out wide for 2021. So I think you get a good sample size of what he can do at multiple spots in that sense. I like Traylon Burks. I think he's just a dynamic playmaker that you can, you can have do multiple things in your offense. Garrett Wilson's another guy. You're going to get a lot of yards after catch from, from Garrett Wilson, and he can take it to the house. I mean, that's a dynamic playmaker to put in your offense and then have him alongside Devontae Smith to open up more one-on-ones for him or Goddard. And as far as Jamison Williams goes, I mean, he's one of the best route runners in the class, if not the best. I mean, even though he's – I would probably prefer the Eagles to get a big-body guy. Like, Jamison Williams is just an impact player. I mean, point-blank, period. It's not – not up for debate he is easily going to make your offense better he 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 reminds me of Devontae Smith quite a bit I mean there's shades of this the game there and I think having those two and then having a guy like Quez Watkins your offense is definitely going to improve you know obviously we, we talked uh momentarily ago about Jalen Hurts and you know the, the the thought process behind him but uh what what happens next for Gardner Minshew you know there's I've seen Seahawks I've seen Colts there's a lot of teams that seem to be interested in, in moving on to him to be their starting quarterback. Is that something where you guys are entertaining getting him out of there because you might be able to actually flip him for something worthwhile? Or at the end of the day, is he just going to stay as that, that backup role of Hurts? This is something I have, I've debated with plenty of Eagles fans throughout the off season. Look, I think, I think Minshew wants to start. I, I think that's, you know, what he wants to do. And, and to be honest, you know, look, there can be debates about how good he really is, but I think he's at least earned the right to start. I don't think that's up for debate. I think you look at what he did in Jacksonville. He put up good numbers there. He had good tape, and he had good tape in two games this year, one against the Jets, sure, but second one against starting Dallas defense with a practice squad around him. And I thought considering circumstances, he played pretty well. I think they're definitely going to entertain offers for one. I think, look, the market for quarterback is not that strong this year. Rodgers is off the market. Wilson just got traded. Watson's going to get moved soon. And then it kind of comes down to, you know, Jameis is still out there. Mariota's been thrown around with the Colts. Um, Bridgewater just got picked up. Tyrod just got picked up. Those guys are going to be bridge starters slash backup type of guys. Um, I mean, you're definitely looking at a possibility of Minshew being a starter somewhere else. There's teams that are still in the market here. Um, and, you know, Depending on what happens with the Browns, Baker might not be there anymore. They could be looking for someone. Baker will fill another need for someone else. I mean, there's other teams that could use a guy like Minshew. But at the same time, he only cost the Eagles around $2.5 million in cap, in, in cap hit this year, I believe. So, I mean, at the, it's, it's kind of – you could wait a little bit. You could take your chances and wait till training camp and say, okay, maybe we pull another Sam Bradford situation. They're probably not going to pull a first-round pick like they did for Sam Bradford that one year when Bridgewater got hurt. but you know, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was great for us. I'm very glad that happened. But if, if 
it makes you feel better. Derek Barnett is not probably not going to be on the team anymore, and that's who we got with the first round pick. So, yeah. um, so anyway, yeah, <laughs> Minshew. <laughs> look, you could wait. Could wait till training camp and possibly trade him there. Could try to wait till the trade deadline. End of the day, he really doesn't cost you much. But me personally, I'm trying to get value while he's still here before, rather than just letting him go into free agency. I think it's a good situation for a team picking him up. He has one year of control left, so if you don't like what you get, you're not really make, taking that much of a risk at the same time. And he could also be a bridge guy, too, if you want to draft someone. So, you know, I, I, think it's, I think it goes both ways. I think the Eagles have reason to keep him. I think they have reason to get rid of him, too. I think it makes the most sense to try to deal him, but I don't want them to force it. You know, I'm kind of looking at fourth, third-round pick maybe. I know that might be a little much to ask, but, you know, if you can flip, you, you, you traded a sixth-rounder for him before the season last year, and then if you flip him for a fourth or a third-rounder, that's an absolute win. Whereas you flip, if you're offered only a, five, a fifth at most, I mean, I'm probably not doing that. I'm probably going to keep Minshew because it's really – upgrading from a sixth to the fifth is, you know, that, that is what it is, but – you know, that's, that's kind of where I stand on Minshew. I think it's absolutely a possibility that he, he leaves. But there's also a report, a rumor out there now, Baker's a possibility for, for the Colts. So that also puts things in perspective a little bit, too. Talking about uh, Kyle Hamilton a little bit, he's one of my favorite prospects in this draft. And safety is definitely in need for the Eagles with uh, Rodney McLeod and uh, Anthony Harris leaving this offseason to free agency. Do you think they address that need in the draft, or do you think they try to go out and grab like a Terrell Edmonds or Tyron Matthew or Marcus May still available in free agency? Mm, yeah, that's a, that's a wonderful question. So, yeah, I was also talking about this with other people today. Look, I think they're going to bring Rodney back, but at this point in Rodney's career, he is probably best utilized closer to the line of scrimmage. We're going to play more too high sets that the personnel allows next year, and I don't think Rodney is athletically fit enough to, after coming off multiple injuries, he's getting older, to cover the ground we're going to need with corners taking more chances underneath. So I, I think Rodney can be brought back, but he's going to kind of be probably that third safety guy um, probably playing closer to the line of scrimmage, maybe playing in the slot sometimes if you need a little bit more run defense. Maddox is a great slot defender, but you're probably going to get a little bit better run defense from McLeod there, so maybe a little bit of a big nickel package there. And then as far as the, you know Harris goes, I'm not entertaining bringing Harris back. I, I don't think he played too, too well last year. He, he wrapped up underneath, did a good job underneath, but I don't think he's going to be able to do the sufficient job you need him to do in Gannon's scheme. So, what it looks like in free agency, I think Tyron Matthews, he's going to cost a little bit too much money for them to pursue. Marcus May, you know, he, he probably will warrant somewhat of a bag, but I think he would make a lot of sense. He can play back deep if you need him to. I like Kareem Jackson. I know he didn't have a great year last year, but I think he's a guy who could play in those two high sets and, and cover the ground you need him to cover at this point in his career. You know, they, they kind of lost out on Justin Reed. Jordan Whitehead went today. He's more of a box safety, but that was a, a name people had their eye on. So the free agent market fairly – open up a ton. I don't, I don't know if Terrell Edmund, he's also kind of a possibility. I don't know if the Eagles, you know, it depends on what the price is. I think they'll probably kind of see him as like a fringe starter type of guy. But I, I think point being, even if they add someone in free agency, I think they're going to try to add someone in the draft, whether that means a trade-up for Hamilton. I don't know if they're going to use a first-round pick on one, but I like Kirby Joseph from Illinois in the second or third round. You know, Jalen Petrie from Baylor, I think we'll go a little bit earlier on day two, but I, I'd love if we, we could grab him if he fell to us. Lewis Sines, Jaquan Brusker, Daxton Hill, I think those are all guys you might you might look if you if you trade back in the first round to maybe get one of those guys. You know, I, I think they might have a little bit too high of a pick. I wouldn't be mad if they reached at 19 for one of them. But point being, it's definitely a position they're going to try to address. 
I think I think to answer your question, I think it's me both. I think they're going to try to get someone in the draft on day two, and I think they're also going to try to bring in a cheap free agent who can kind of fill what they need to do now and let let a rookie kind of grow a little bit into the mold. You know, and you talk free agency, and that's kind of the other fold here with this off season. You know, Greg Ward coming in. We mentioned Reddick. You guys got that defensive back uh, to to come play on the on the Eagles. I saw that they tenured that uh, Stanford tackle or guard. I think it Herbig. was. Uh, Herbig, yes, that was that's who it is. Um, any any kind of big move left? You still see them trying to do, or anything that's gonna maybe have have anyone kind of go, oh, didn't expect that to happen in this free agency uh, before we move to the draft. I'm not expecting anything. I think if anywhere, maybe maybe safety, maybe linebacker, maybe they go after a Bobby Wagner type of guy. I don't see it. I think Bobby Wagner is going to have a big market. So I don't see anything. Would you say? Sorry, I was I was thinking out loud. I just I can't believe Seattle <laughs> cut him. What the I know. hell are it's you thinking? Unbelievable. Looks like they're about to blow everything up. I mean, if they're going to oh, go through lock God. next year, it's it's unbelievable. But oh, you know, I, I I think I don't I don't think there's anything big in the works for the Eagles left. I think Reddick was kind of their big signing. If anything, on the defensive side, like I said, but I think they're going to just try to make some some second, third wave type of signings. I think they're going to bring in some again, like I said, Zach Pascal, Keelan Cole, someone like that. They need a tight end, too. I won't be surprised if they address that in free agency or the draft. There's some good options at that spot this year. Um, they always look for offensive line and defensive line depth. I won't be surprised if they bring in some, some guys from cheap there. I, I don't think anything big is in the works, per se. Like, even running back, I think they're – running back also with the injuries to that position over the years, they're going to be able to get someone cheap after the draft. Like, they got LeGarrette Blount before the Super Bowl year. They got him after the draft. So, I think a small signing like that could be in the works with maybe a – a little more of a known running back just because of the nature of that position. But, you know, I mean, I don't think we had too many running backs. I think Edmonds and, and McKissick are really the only two have, that have moved so far. So maybe maybe something like that, but they still have a couple guys there. I don't think they're going to prioritize bringing in a star running back. So I, I think it's going to be some small moves. I don't think they're doing anything big the rest of free agency. You know, I got to – Luke, I'm, I'm glad that we get to uh... – we just talked to Carson from 12th Man Rising at 930 because, my God, now that I – I completely forgot about Bobby Wagner, and now my blood is boiling <laughs> that you don't and, – and, and, like, I, I understand, you know, you do you do the, the cap gymnastics, and some guys you just have to move on for, you know, from – and sure. You know, me, me and Luke are big Kirk Cousins guys. We don't believe he's a failure like half of Minnesota thinks he is. We had, we had a coach who on third and 16 would drew a slant or a draw play. Like, he, you could tell when he right. stopped listening to Zimmer and would start doing these game-winning yeah. comeback Hail Marys. Like, that was him going, screw the coach, we're going to win this game, and I'm going to do it. And now we have a coach right. that's going to do that, and I'm, I'm confident. And so I understand that stuff, yada, yada. But Bobby Wagner's like a guy like Ray Lewis, where you just keep him with your team until he's ready to leave your team. And they just dumped him. <laughs> like, what yeah. the hell are you doing? Oh, that's going to be a good topic in the in the final half hour. But last question I got I got for you before we let you go here, sir. I uh, don't want to take too much of your time. You know, as always, great. Hey, appreciate your chat. And, um, 15, 16, 19. What are you kind of hoping you land there at those three? If you had to, if you had to speak into existence, what are you, what are you taking with your three picks? <laughs> Yeah, great question. So, I'm going to be honest. First off, I'm I, 
I'm I'm going to give you two answers. So first off, the trade up answer. I'm trading up for Ahmad Gardner if he's around that eight to ten range, and then with with nineteen, I'm probably taking someone if if Traylon Burks or Drake London is there, I might land one of those guys or George Karlaftis as well. I like him as well. Um, and then as far as fifteen, sixteen, nineteen, if we stick there. I'm looking at Andrew Booth from Clemson. I think he'd be a great fit. We need a corner. I think that would make a lot of sense. I'm looking at Linderbaum. I, I think, you know, while Kelsey, we, you know, we say every year he might retire, he comes back every year. It gives you an insurance option there. I think Linderbaum really fits the mold of what this offense needs in the run game. And I'm also looking at one of the linebackers, Lloyd or Dean. If one of those guys is available at 19, I'm looking to take one of them. I think the Eagles need a linebacker who can be rangy, go sideline to sideline fit the run gaps on the outside on the edge and, you know, be able to make plays and coverage. And I think both of those guys kind of fit the mold. I, I, I like both of them. And, you know, also last guy I'll mention, I didn't mention the picks, Jordan Davis. If he's there, I could see the Eagles very well. Hey. Taken. I, uh, spoiler word for, uh, alert for you, Luke, with our mock draft. But uh, I also <laughs> had Andrew Booth going to the Eagles. I think that's a, a great fit. Nice. And it's a, Love it's it. an experienced guy with Clemson too. So you get a guy who's used yeah. to play in, Mind you, Clemson had a not normal Clemson year under Dabo, but you know that, yeah, it's still a true. guy who played a lot of big time, you know, big time teams and big time receivers. And I think Absolutely. with the way that this NFCE is is slowly transforming, you, you got to get a guy like that. Even though you have, yep. uh, as, as as Amari Cooper called him, Luke, the Black Kirk Cousins in Dak Prescott, which is like man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> why do you got to do that to our guy? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> that's so good Hunter man thank you so much for kicking us you kicking off our NFL preview man we, we started with you and I'm damn happy we did plug everything you got for all of our listeners here so they know where to get at you if they have questions first off thank you guys so much for having me it's a privilege I really appreciate your time as well and you guys doing this show to produce great content it's it's a pleasure, and Thank you. check me out on Philly Insider Podcast on YouTube, Road to 1K, and also check me out on InsideTheEagles.com on FanSided, where I'll be writing content all offseason, getting ready for the 2022-23 NFL season. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I appreciate y'all. Hunter, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be in touch not only to get a, get a team preview like we did before, but we got a little thing that we're trying to get put together for the for the – Tuesday before the NFL draft. So I'll, I'll, I'll reach out to you about that and see if we can get that on road. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So we'll talk soon, sir. Let's do it. We'll talk soon. All right. <laughs> All right, sir. Hunter Doyle coming out inside the Eagles. Luke, it feels good, man. I feel excited. I feel, I feel rejuvenated. We, got, we finally got to talk some NFL, not just us bullshit at work. We should be doing our jobs. I don't do my job. I know. It's just. It's scary. I'm like, man. But damn it, I'm hyped, man. Oh, I'm so excited. The, the these we have, and, and I'll say this too. There's there's other sports radio shows on Blog Talk that do good content, but I I dare anyone to challenge the the writers and guests that we have on this show that just spit knowledge at you. And, and I, I greatly appreciate that. It's always it's always a pleasure to have everyone on. Um, you're going to hear a lot of them coming up in the next six, seven weeks here. It's going to be a lot of fun as we get to the draft. Did you just run a lap? Ditching my leg. <laughs> Every time you hit something, it sounds like you're doing a marathon. I was breathing heavy. Knees weak, arms are heavy. 
Um, I don't have a sounder for our mock draft. I realize we never had one. Dude, so, why not, bro? We got to get I one. We, we, we're going to get one. We're going to get one. Um, I'm scrolling through. I have an idea of what we'll just do. Um, I'll just, I'm just going to play three different sound bites, and then we'll do our mock draft. Oh, my man just started throwing babies out the window. We was catching them, unlike Aguilar. Unlike I, Aguilar. Played, I should have played that for Hunter. Why didn't I you do should've. that? Um, uh, also, where, where'd that one go? Come on. Ma'am, in this brochure, it says this tour is crunk. What does that mean? <laughs> you like that? You like that? You like that? And because we're about to spit that knowledge, Luke. Take that for data. Take that for Damn data. Oh, <laughs> uh, 2021 mock draft 1.0. Uh, you can you can mark it down March 15th. I'm not going to make a full spreadsheet. I'll just um, I'll get your picks later since you'll have them saved, so then we can I can, I can build that uh, Excel file where we compare where we ups and downs and changes of players as we start. Because I honestly think our mock drafts got better last year as we talked to writers and got information about what the team was thinking. Oh, for sure. Like, I truly think that helped because we got more information than we have. So yeah. that was good to know. So we'll, we'll just spit these down here. We got, uh, once again, we have Caleb Gordon from Toronto Times coming out at 9 o'clock. So with that being said, this is our 1.0 mock draft that I can guarantee you up until the first pick in the draft, potentially, this may change every week or every other week, depending on how many times we do this and update. Um, with the number one pick, Luke, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars taking Aiden Hutchinson. Wrong. <laughs> uh, I have them taking Evan Neal. You got to protect. You got to protect Trevor Lawrence. That's, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Uh, we'll probably be different here, but I feel like this is the number one need for this team, regardless of who's uh, snapping the football. Detroit Lions, I have USC wide receiver Drake London. I have them taking Aiden Hutchinson. Mm. See, I'm going down one. Going off of your number one pick, I have Houston at three grabbing Evan Neal, the tackle from Alabama. I've been sold on Kyle Hamilton here forever, but I, I feel like they're going to take Kayvon Thibodeau. You know, and that's the one thing I've seen on a lot of box is you are the highest of anybody on Kyle Hamilton. Like, I feel like that's your dude. I I love Kyle Hamilton. <laughs> like I, the more and more, every time I look at it, I go, man, this, this is – this is Luke's guy. Like Luke is all in, and he's a Hastings kid. So I mean, I don't. I'm not mad at it. You know. No, I hope he falls to the Vikings, and I'm gonna go buy a jersey day one. <laughs> Bring Keaton home. Look, if it was the Minnesota Wild, it would happen. <laughs> uh, number four, I have the Jets upgrading their defense with Derek Stingley Jr. I have him taken. Wow. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but his nickname is Icky, offensive tackle from NC State. I can Ekwanu. That's it. There you go. He he goes to the Giants for me at number five. I have the Giants taking my boy Kyle Hamilton, <laughs> Notre Dame. Um, at number six because I feel like they need to tackle bad, and two have already got off the board, but I figure they still need one. 
and they're going to have to do it because they know everyone else is going to come for it. I have them taking Charles Cross from Mississippi State. So I, I, this is going to be one of the picks. As Ryan mentioned, this is probably going to change every week. Number six is one I'm probably going to have someone different every single week. But this <laughs> week, just because we're unsure of Deshaun Watson, I have him taking Malik Willis, quarterback. At number six? At number six. Wow. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Wow. I Look, man, you really think at six they're going to take Malik Willis? I, they need a quarterback. They've already said they don't want Cam. They don't want Darnold. They don't want whatever. Like, I think they might still maybe make a trade for one. Like, I don't know. Like, who else is available out there in the world? Well, couldn't couldn't you trade down, get draft capital? Like, hey, hey, Philly, you give me 15, 16, and a, and a second. I'll give you number six. They could take Kyle Hamilton potentially. You could take Willis at sixteen. But I don't. I don't know if he lasts till sixteen because I have. Wow. What, about, what about Seattle at nine? Who knows? I, know, I guess. I guess we'll keep going. Uh, wow, man! Don't 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 hurt the integrity uh, on the return show. <laughs> Trade for. I'm just kidding. Um, man, you got me. Wow, that was wild. And you don't here's here's the thing, is as crazy as I think that shit is, a team will do that. You oh, we know sure. in the NFL somebody's gonna do that. Yeah, someone's gonna reach for a quarterback. It happens every year. Wow. Ah, uh, what number seven, I have the Giants ecstatic if Kayvon Timido falls to them. Uh, I got him taking Charles Cross. Okay, that's that's a and that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like if Carolina doesn't make him at six, he's going right away. And they got to go right away. Yeah, they had they have to give Saquon some help and Danny Dimes some help and Tyrod Taylor some help. Danny Bricks, shit. Uh, eight, I have Atlanta. They 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 were the last place team in sacks last year, so I have them being happy that Trayvon Walker in my mock falls to them at eight. I have the same pick. Hey, let's go. We finally got one. Same <laughs> uh, Number nine, I have see. Seattle. Oh, go ahead. Oh, hold on. This just in. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. This just in. Deshaun Watson news. Is everyone ready? Mm-hmm. For the lovely listeners out there in the world, let me pull this up. <sighs> just got this in. Where is it? 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 All right. right. Breaking news. Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson has been in contact with former Bears wide receiver Allen Robinson as well as Will Fuller on joining teams wherever they decide to go. All signs point towards the Atlanta Falcons. What? I want to change my pick at eight now. Oh, what? Wait, let's uh I need to I need to hit the Twitterverse. Um breaking breaking on air news we received Watson contacted and wants to play with who Alan Robinson? Alan Robinson and Wolf Fuller. Signs point to are and they, are they would all sign with Atlanta? 
Yeah, it says it says with Will Fuller on teaming up in a new destinations. I am told that the Atlanta Falcons are the most likely landing spot for this to happen. Wow. 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 <laughs> that that just that just threw a whole a whole loop in the face. Okay. Um damn. Alright, what number were we at? Um hold on, I'm posting a link. I'm sorry, I'm I'm blown away because I saw some tweets earlier from a couple of people that we had on before about the Falcons. And and they're like, if Atlanta is willing to talk to a man with twenty two potential charges against them, that says not more than just talking to him but what this organization is all about. Yeah. Wow. We like we got we got Caleb Gordon in twenty minutes talking Texans. (laughs) This is a gift that just keeps on giving, y'all. It just fell into our lap. Holy shit. Okay. Um, so that was, okay. So you be you wouldn't take Trayvon Walker at eight? Oh no, I would. I'd still. Well, okay. they wouldn't have that pick. So I'd assume to get Deshaun, they'd oh, have to give that Houston. to the Texans. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Okay. Um. So, uh, wow, ladies and gentlemen, that's why you got to listen to sportscast. You hear it here first. We, we we're popping them. We're popping them joints right at you. And I I can't wait. The fact that we got Caleb Caleb Gordon coming on right after this. Look, like I said, we're the gift that keeps on giving, man. So, yeah, listen, Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, ECW Tuesday, in your home. If you want to sound out, too, one, three, four, a site, not giving away the number when we have guests because I don't want to confuse guests with callers, and I apologize. Um, it, look, it's nothing personal. I just, I've, I've, I've introduced people, and they're like, oh, I have a question. And I'm like, oh, damn it. I just introduced <laughs> somebody for nothing. Um <laughs> <laughs> so at least until I get get uh, get people in here in a different way. Uh, number nine, though, I have your boy Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati trying to become the new Richard Sherman from Seattle. Uh, so, so I have another quarterback. I have K- Kenny uh, Pickett. Like a beer? As of right now, I have Kenny Pickett. Just because I don't know what they're, I can't believe they're gonna go into the season with Drew Locke. <laughs> like I just. Yeah, but here's can't. the thing, and we'll talk. We're talking to Seattle at nine thirty, <laughs> but like, I just, I, just I don't can't. think any of these quarterbacks are starters. Oh, I I totally agree. But if we've learned anything, people look look at Mitch Trubisky, bro. Yeah. Look at Josh Rosen. Yeah, the chosen Rosa. Don't make me think of that one. I mean, God, yeah. I mean, but there's a difference. They had hype behind them. This, look, at, he, look at Christian Ponder for the Vikings. He took us to the playoffs, didn't he? Once. And, and Joe so, Webb had to start for him because they were nervous. But I, <laughs> but I just here's, here's what I think is I've never seen so much quarterback commotion in in trades a month before the draft and, and it all started like days after the combine when these people went, holy hell, we have no quarterbacks in this, in this draft class. Yeah. 
Well, suddenly everybody's like, you want three firsts? That's how bad I want a quarterback and to not draft one. Yeah. yeah I still think you're going to get teams that have to draft one, though. Uh, why not? I don't know. Wow. I can't wait for this draft. I'm, we're, we're seven weeks away, and I'm, I'm even more hyped than I was before because of the confusion of your first nine picks. <laughs> but I've seen strange things happen. We all have. Cade McNown, ladies and gentlemen. Um, with number 10, I have the Jets taking your boy Kyle Hamilton to pair him with Derek Stingley. That'd be a nasty set of of defensive backs. It would, but you disrespected Kyle Hamilton. No, I I think other teams have a bigger need than safety. That is true. Um, I have the Jets going defense, but I have them going David Ajabo, edge out of Michigan. Ajabo's a hell of a player. I think he's going to... Be one of the one of the best rookie. I think he'll be in line for the defensive rookie of the year. And that's one thing too. There's a lot of great edge rushers. I feel like like I have, I have five in my top fifteen. You know, I have two one, two, yet. three. I have five as well. Yeah, there's there's some studs in there, and I think teams are going to take advantage of that. Uh, number eleven, I have. No, this one makes the most sense to me because this is one of the dumbest organizations in sports. Um, it, it says Washington, Washington on our mock draft thing. That uh, shout out to yeah. thedraftnetwork.com for giving us our draft cover or draft boards. Uh, they, they still have it saying Washington, Washington, but I have them taking Kenny Pickett at eleven because they're the team that I feel like is going to reach if anyone. Even with Carson. Yeah. Look, how many times has Carson Wentz been in a situation where they take a quarterback? True. Um, I, I have understand they traded for him. Der- oh, you got Stingley? Okay. Yeah. I just, look, I understand they got Wentz, but Rivera's going to want to have somebody for the future, I would think. You know, you, you got to look yeah. at you, – you have to look at Wentz as somebody who's got an injury issue. And let's be fair, I think Washington is so sound top to bottom – that they don't need – they don't have a glaring hole other than quarterback. No. And like in my in my personal opinion, I think they should have just let Taylor Henneke or whatever that kid's name is run the offense. Oh, Heineke? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he proved, he proved that he could win games for you. Like, I don't know. No, they're put they, – they have put together a really good team. And I think if yeah. they had – I think that's why they were so desperate for a quarterback – is if you put a stud with that team and that defense, and even, the, you know, they have such good role players with, with their wideouts and running backs, and their O-line is just is good enough. Yeah. They, and, and the division is so suspect, man. Yeah, it's, yeah, that, who, that division's always up for guys. One year they're great, one year they're bad. Um, now we get to our team, the Minnesota Vikings. I have a taking Trent McDuffie, quarterback, Washington. So I have them <laughs> I oh, have God. wishful thinking and Ahmad Gardner drops to number twelve. Hey, you never know. I had look, I got Kyle Hamilton Hamilton dropping to ten. Yeah. You never that, know. If if that happens, I'm gonna call you and I'm gonna be pooping. <laughs> <laughs> look, if 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 Sauce Gardner falls, I will be right there. I'll I'll jump on a toilet even if I don't have to poop. <sighs> just to make the phone call connect. <laughs> For sure. Out of a 13, with my, now my thoughts before you mentioned what you mentioned 
was Watson has a chance to go into Cleveland. I had Jamison Williams going from Alabama to get him a weapon right off the bat. So I have Jermaine Johnson edge from Florida State here. Um, going back-to-back edges here now, um, and we'll talk about him in a second. I have Baltimore high-fiving everyone in the, in the war room as I have David Oyabo falling to that 14. So I have them high-fiving everyone in the war room because they just got the defensive tackle that ran a 4-7-40. <laughs> Jordan <laughs> Davis. Oh, yeah. Nice pick, nice pick. Then at 15, I have Jermaine Johnson uh, going to Philly. I have Philly taking Trent McDuffie, corner out of Washington. Um, Andrew, close out the first half. I have the Eagles getting another weapon for Jalen Hurts and taking Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. So I have the same thing, but I have Jamison Williams from Alabama. <laughs> Um, starting the back half, I had thought secondary, but after getting J.C. Jackson, I think the Chargers, just like we said with Denver, this AFC West is going to be gangster next year. Tra- uh, Trevor Penning, Northern Iowa offensive tackle, I got protecting uh, Mr. Herbert. Going I, have, forward here. I have the same pick. They're going to have two of the best offensive tackle, young offensive <laughs> tackles. This team, uh, this team is going to be good next year. Denver, like we said, is going to be suspect really good. Chiefs are always good, and the Raiders overachieved last year, so we'll see what happens. Uh, 18, I still felt like this was a reach, but I went with it anyway. 18, I have the Saints taking Malik Willis. See that? depending on what happens, for sure. Um, I have him taking Garrett Wilson, wide receiver. Um, And then, as I said earlier, I have Andrew Booth going to the Eagles from Clemson at 19. I have have that Greek guy. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Can you pronounce it for me? (laughs) Uh, George Karlaftis. There you go. Karlaftis? There you go. (laughs) Um, And I have Pittsburgh doing the Oh, thank God we get to do the war room shuffle just like Baltimore, who's in our division. I have Jordan Davis falling to the Steelers at 20. For the longest time, I put in a quarterback here for like six solid times. But the more I think about it, the more I think they signed Mitch Trubisky to have him fail. I had Malik Willis going here yeah. until, I, until I put him at the Saints today. Yeah. I have them. I have Pittsburgh taking Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa, the the center. We're gonna get you ready to protect Bryce Young. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Twenty-one. I have the Patriots getting a weapon for Matt Jones, taking Traylon Burks from Arkansas, wide receiver. Love it, love it. But I have them replacing J.C. Jackson with Andrew Booth Jr. from Clemson. Hey. Um, we just mentioned them. I have the Raiders trying to protect. Derek Carr grabbing Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa. So I have Vegas just taking uh, defensive line to help with uh, Max Crosby getting some love in Devontae Wyatt from Georgia. Hey, uh, we mentioned him earlier, but I have the Cardinals uh, definitely needing an edge rusher, uh, especially when we don't know what's going to happen with, with J.J. Watt and company. Uh, George Carlathis from Purdue. 
So uh, you're going to love my pick for the Cardinals. You ready? Yep. I have Drake London falling. Hey! And Arizona replacing Christian Kirk with him. Christian who? (laughs) I would love if my number two player on the board falls to 23. Yeah. You would make my April. (laughs) Or draft, whatever God. Um, I have the Cowboys who have a, you know, Decent, decent, decent defense. Just adding another piece. I have Lewis Stein from Georgia going there. Safety. I have him. Re- I have him replacing. Uh, b- 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 Amari Gregory? Cooper taking no mm. Traylon Burks. Oh. To pair with CD, even with the sign of Gallup. Yeah, because they brought back Gallup. Uh, so I have Buffalo uh, grabbing the inside defensive lineman out of Georgia, Devontae Wyatt, who you had mentioned earlier. I have them take an even inside defense alignment as well, but Pirion Winfrey from Oklahoma. Ooh. That was the guy that, I, you know, spoiler alert, he didn't make my first round, but there was about four times I wanted to put him in and I didn't. Yeah. Uh, at 26, to Jordan Jashik, Tennessee Titans. I have them uh, building up their linebacking core with N'Kobe Dean out of Georgia. Same pick, baby. <laughs> That's going to be is, – is he going to be our Trayvon Mooring? Yeah, probably. He's going to be our Trayvon Morrig just stays there. And then, it's funny. Uh, then Tampa Bay, number 27. I have him getting a little bit of help up front for Brady, Zion Johnson out of Boston College. Uh, I have them taking uh, – where are we at? Tampa Bay, sorry. Um, I have them taking Chris Olave, wide receiver. See, I had went that route – but then I wasn't sure. Like Godwin still hasn't gone anywhere, right? No, they. I think they franchised him. I thought they did too. So in my head, you already you already have you already have somebody. Yeah. So I just kind of like. Mm, yeah, I might. I, that's one of those picks that might change every week, but. Yeah, and I, and I, I could see 100 percent where it was. That's why I and. I, I did where I went where I went, which then I had Green Bay going awesome, and I have Green Bay taking Chris Olave out of Ohio State. Got Aaron Rodgers. Finally giving Rodgers a weapon. Rodgers would shit his pants. Yeah, he would. You drafted me a wide receiver. What? No. Um, I'm taking Devin Lloyd, linebacker. Devin Lloyd. Devin Lloyd. As we continue down that staircase, I have the Miami Dolphins taking Utah linebacker Devin Lloyd. That's tight. Uh, I have Miami taking a wide receiver, Jahan Dotson from Penn State. Ooh, I, that dude's got some hands on him too, Dotson. Yeah, he yeah he's got he can make some sick catches. Um, uh, number thirty, I have the Kansas City Chiefs taking quarterback out of Florida, Kyir Elam. Same pick. Yeah, let's go. Uh, at thirty-one, the Bengals. I'm giving them somebody to protect Joey B after what we saw happen in the Super Bowl. So I'm grabbing Texas A&M's Kenyon Green. So I have him taking Zion Johnson right here. Hey, look, I, I think he goes higher, but um, either would be good. Anything would help after what we saw in that Super Bowl. That is true. And at number 32, I have Detroit addressing the <laughs> elephant in the room, and I am taking Matt Corral from Ole Miss. I am taking Desmond Ritter, quarterback Cincinnati. I, you know, I, I, I went, I, I had originally went Desmond Ritter, 
But then and you're then, like, no, I want the Vikings to draft. Yeah, him. selfishly, I wanted them to fall later. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what do we have? So we both have Tyre Elam, quarterback out of Florida, going to the Chiefs. We both think the Titans are going to upgrade the linebacking card, grabbing the Kobe Dean from Georgia. I think if, yeah. I think the Kobe Dean will be a great fit for the Titans. He's going to be our official 2022 Trayvon Mulring from last year's Safety of Penn State, who we had going. What Jacksonville to the Titans, too? Yeah, no, Jacksonville all year, and then he went to the Raiders like a pick before Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, it was going to happen. And we're like, holy shit, we nailed this one. And then... <laughs> So the Kobe Dean will be our Titans block, most likely. Who else did we have at the same? We had um, the Chargers, Trevor, Trevor Penning. Yep. Uh, we had... I think that was uh, it. Yeah. No, we had Falcons, oh, Trayvon, Trayvon Walker. Walker. Yeah, Trayvon Walker for the Falcons. And then that was it. Trayvon Penning, or Trevor Penning for Northern Iowa for the Chargers. The Kobe Dean, linebacker Georgia for the Titans. And then Kyer Elam. Cornerback Florida for the Chiefs. Um, but that was before, you know, as we broke breaking news, we come and give it to you live on the air. Uh, Deshaun Watson is contacted. Allen Robinson and Wolf Fuller wanting to play with them. Signs point to the trio potentially tomorrow landing with the Atlanta Falcons, which definitely would change our pick because Atlanta would probably be sending that to Houston. I think that's ridiculously crazy, especially if we got to break that on air. I, I, you know, my Twitter hasn't shown anything either. We're nuts. Either the information you got is nuts or we're just ahead of the game, and I hope it's ahead of the game. Uh, but just coming up in a couple minutes, I am Jack Caleb Gordon from the Toro Times representing the Houston Texans. It's going to be coming on as we broke the Deshaun Watson news on air you know, damn it, I'm going right in on him with that. This is the first question. Luke, if, that, if you had any thought about anything, that's what's going first. All right, I'll let you go. You know, and then if we want to follow up with it, whatever we want to do after that, you know, okay, well, what have you heard? Or what's your thought? Wherever you want to go, Luke, but I'm just telling you, I'm starting right now. We broke this 10 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago, 15, 30. It's actually 17 minutes ago we broke it. <laughs> Michelle. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm playing that shit. So like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, man, hell of a fun first start. Let's get Hunter Doyle. Shout out to him coming on. Uh, great, great Eagles talk. I respond to him. <laughs> Especially class act. He sends us a message. Absolute pleasure as always. Thank you guys so much for the opportunity. Oh, thank you, man. He, he, thank you, Hunter. You come on with some students. Dropping knowledge, man. We, you know, this is something we do with everyone. We have fun because everyone's enjoying it. Um, do you have, have you seen anything else sitting there? Um, that, that Watson. No. Um, the only other thing that I've read is is that. Cleveland announced that even if they don't get um, Deshaun Watson, that they they are still open to um, trading him. Baker Mayfield. I guess this. Yeah, Mike Mike said Mike Tyson has a ear a gummy ear candy. Oh wait, more. This just in: breaking news. 
breaking per source. If Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson waves his no trade clause to go to Atlanta to pair up with Robinson and uh, Fuller, I'm told there is already a deal in place to send quarterback Matt Ryan to the Indianapolis Colts for a second round pick. <laughs> Man, we just keep breaking it. Breaking the news, that's all we do here. With that being said, we are going to come in and continue to drop this off. Everything that we're hearing couldn't have been a more perfect time. Mr. Caleb Gordon, what is up, my dude? Hey, what's going on, guys? Woo! You know, we're trying to do our mock drafts, and we're getting, we're getting update after update. Um, I, I want to jump right in, but first, I need to give you your due, damn it, because you deserve it. Go ahead and, and, and introduce yourself to all of our great listeners that we have here. Uh, I'm Kyle Gorin. I'm down here from Houston, Texas. Uh, I just recently started covering the Texans with Toro Times. Uh, big thanks to Aaron from Toro Times. He's been great, you know, helping me get started and kind of directed me down there. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm just real passionate about the Houston Texans. I spend most of my days uh, listening to their sports radio and on Twitter, you know. So, so we we have, have just broke this, this down as we were giving up our mock draft that this, and I don't know how maybe far out our, 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 what am I trying to say? Our sources are, or our contacts and the information we get, but I, I, it couldn't have been teed up any better with the fact that you are the one walking into our studio next, damn it, which I love. This just broke. Sean Watson has spoke with Alan Robinson and Will Fuller about wanting to play together and all signs point to they end up in Atlanta tomorrow, or I would assume tomorrow because the season's starting. Um, is this something you've heard of too? Are, are we way on a limb and you're going, you guys are nuts kids that don't know what the hell you're talking about? I mean, where are we at with this random breaking news we got? So, you know, I seen something on, on Twitter earlier about that. Um, I, I don't know exactly how credible it is, but it's definitely believable. Um, you know, I strongly believe Will Fuller went to Miami expecting Deshaun Watson to end up in Miami uh, had he settled, you know, before the trade deadline. So uh, I, I definitely believe Will Fuller would uh, like to be a part of, of you know, what Deshaun has going on. Now, also, i just seen, you know, within the last 10, 15 minutes where Deontay Foreman signed with the Panthers – and uh, put on Instagram a picture of him and Deshaun playing in Houston and uh, tagged him in it. So, you know, I don't know if that's any more than just trying to bring him over. But, you know, there's a lot going on with that, you know, moving very fast. So, Sorry, I'm here. My mic was muted. <laughs> Happens to the gonna... best of us. <laughs> I'm going to get away from the Deshaun Watson uh, topic because I know Ryan likes to talk about it a lot, so I'll let him cover that aspect. Um, With with the number three pick, Kyle Hamilton's my dude. I don't know if you heard earlier. He's my boy. Love him. Is is he there at – like, he's going to be there at three, but do they pull the trigger at three if he's there with a need at safety? Yeah, you know, with Justin Reed moving on to Kansas City – I believe they just signed uh, safety out of Cleveland today. So, I mean, he may be kind of a good replacement for Justin Reed, but uh, I could definitely see it. That's definitely who I would pick at number three. Um, I'm real big on wanting them to build up the defense this offseason. So, uh, I like I like them at number three. 
Oh, yo, my boy. What now, Ryan? But, but <laughs> Nick Casario, you know, you can't leave out the fact that Nick Casario, you know, has hinted at not being shy at moving away from number three. So there's a lot that, that could go down with that. Look, I, I, I said it once and I'll say it again. I, I'm, I have no issue whatsoever. Kyle Hamilton's a Hastings, Minnesota kid, you know, representing Minnesota. I'm not mad about that. But, you know, I, I just I don't have him going as high. And, look, if the coach can come to Minnesota, I'm not going to complain. Look, you got to go that high, that's fine. Right? Look, he's a talent. I'm, I'm not saying he's not a talent. Luke's been going at me all day about this. I'm telling you, Kyle Hamilton. I'm like, I get it. I get it. I'm sorry. You know, don't don't assault. Yeah, me. Don't assault yeah. I'm me. I'm a hundred percent okay with it. I'm I'm fine with Kyle uh, Thibodeau too. I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, he he wants to be in Houston, so I'd be a hundred percent okay with you know somebody wanting to play in Houston coming to Houston. So uh, either or, you know, whoever they do, if they trade back, hopefully it's for good reason, but. Uh, you know, I'm I'm speculating on a Carolina trade, so maybe even sneaking in Sauce at number six or something to kind of build up that secondary. So obviously, as as, as Luke had mentioned, I'm I'm big on this Watson thing. I'm I I love to chase these wild stories and see what happens. And if if this is a long-winded answer, by all means, take as much time as needed. But what is on the front that you're hearing, who's the front runner? Where do you think he ends up? What do you think goes down with Deshaun Watson here in the next, I'm assuming, couple days, if not 24 hours? Um, man, that's a tough one. Uh, there's so many, so many different variables, but I, I personally like uh, Carolina. I think they have, uh, you know, the draft this year. They have their picks for, you know, the next couple of years. They have several good young defensive players they could add in there. Uh, so just, at, you know, from a trade perspective, I like Carolina. Um, I haven't heard really from other than John McClain uh, saying that Carolina and New Orleans are kind of the finalists right now. But then that was before the news about Atlanta, you know, meeting with them tomorrow broke too. So uh, I don't know. I like him wanting to go to Atlanta. Uh, obviously, he's from right there close to Atlanta, so I could see that happening. I don't know if the Falcons have enough draft capital to really make the deal happen. Uh, they don't really have a lot of great young talent other than Kyle Pitts, and I doubt they would want to move on from him. Uh, so, I, I, you know, uh, I could see Deshaun definitely wanting to go there. I just don't know if they really have what it would take to, to get him there. Uh, I, and I really don't see how New Orleans does either, you know. They're in draft hell, if you will, you know, pretty much every season. So, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, me personally, I like Carolina. I've been hearing a lot about Carolina. They obviously have the – other than Philadelphia, you know, if they were in the mix, I would definitely want them there. But, uh, you know, for, for what we got, I guess Carolina. Do you do you think they run with Davis Mills this year at quarterback? He he was this one of the statistically he was one of the better rookie uh, quarterbacks last year. Do you think they find a different guy with the remaining free agents, or do you think they trade for like a Baker Mayfield or something like that? Uh, no, I think they stick with Davis Mills. Uh, you know, he's not a flashy guy, but he's a very very solid quarterback. I think as you know, the season went on, he progressed with his reads, his footwork. Uh, coming in from college, you know, he had a terrible short 
a short pass. You know, he couldn't throw screens to save his life, and he, you know, developed that and started doing well. Big thanks to Pep Hamilton. But, uh, yeah, I think they roll with Davis Mills. Uh, maybe bring in somebody like Marcus Mariota or somebody like, uh, you know, like a Tyrod. Obviously, Tyrod signed with New York. But, you know, someone like that to kind of guide them and give them some uh, – veteran leadership but definitely you know see what year two has in store you know if he's going to improve or if he's going to go backwards or you know what's going to happen what's kind of the thought process with this team going into free agency as as it really kicks off um i know i did just see uh aj can as a as agreed to a deal um obviously it's pending you guys have a lot of guys in the can that that could be free agents maybe not World beaters per se, but the team who needs a lot of help, a lot of role player types. Where does this team go as, as the the actual season kicks off tomorrow? Um, they haven't really done too too much uh, crazy moves. I guess they've re-signed some of their guys. Obviously, can uh, guard, but uh, I don't know. You know, they re-signed Laramie Tunsil, restructured his contract, so he's staying. Uh, so I think, you know, with the re-signing of uh, our center and Larry Tunsil, and then we have Titus Howard there, I think the O-line, you know, start looking pretty good. So I really think they focus on defense, trying to get them good for Lovey's system. Uh, he likes running that zone coverage, and, you know, I think they need to kind of beef up on corners and linebackers and things like that with speed. Uh Speaking about the Deshaun Watson, how do you feel about him wanting to leave? You know, I mean, you guys drafted him super high. He statistically, when he plays, he's one. He's a top five quarterback in the league. Um, you know, do you have do you have hurt feelings? Are you upset about it? Um, me and Ryan are huge Kirk Cousins guy, and the talk of him leaving, we were both pretty upset. Like, what the hell, man? Yeah. Um... I love Deshaun Watson, you know, the football player. Obviously, he's got a lot going on. But uh, Deshaun coming in, you know, gave the Texans something to be excited about. You know, we we really haven't, you know, over the last four or five years between having a decent, you know, run with Matt Schaub and drafting Deshaun, there really wasn't much to, to get hyped about. So that was great. You know, I was a real big fan of Deshaun. I was excited even though we came off that four-win season. You know, I was excited to – see what was going to happen for the next year and then you know all the news broke right after the season ended with him wanting to trade and I was kind of heartbreak you know broken but I guess no hard feelings because at the end of the day uh, he's setting us up with you know a pretty good haul of picks so you know I wish him nothing but the best but yeah it it does hurt definitely because he's a great player and yeah he's a lot of fun to watch uh, real quick, just saw this coming. I should point out for uh, for other, all of our listeners, Baker Mayfield basically just released his uh, goodbye to Cleveland. So, uh, yeah, oh, really? yeah, his farewell. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I, I had seen where they were, you know, talking about they'll have to move on from him now that they've been exploring Deshaun. But yeah, that's I guess a surprise, but not a huge surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd be very interested uh, to see where he goes. Maybe New Orleans or. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's this this quarterback carousel is so wild for the fact that you know depending what happens with Watson, Mayfield could end up here, and you know if he goes to Atlanta, well now Matt Ryan, you know the Colts would 
then go for Matt Ryan, and then they finally got their quarterback situation figured out with what they were hoping to do. And yes, Matt Ryan's just kind of like a band-aid because of his age, but it's not like this, right. this offseason is just wild. And I wanted to tie that. I'm glad that came up too. Is something I've said to Luke here for the last little bit here during the show. I feel this is one of the weakest draft classes in in, in a long time. In a long time. And, and yes, sir. You look at after the the combine happened. Every hour there was a quarterback trade, which to me says that all of these scouts went to the combine and went, "Holy hell, we can't draft any of these kids." And, and they just panicked, and everybody's been like, you want three first-rounders for Wilson? Got it. You know, you want this for yeah. for Carson Wentz and his double sprained ankle? Got it. You know, it's just that's what suddenly came in because nobody wants to touch these rookies. Is there yeah, any yeah, quarterback that you would like to see Houston take a chance on? Not necessarily in the first one, obviously, because of number three, but later in the draft that potentially could become something – that you know a project uh, type, or is this like I don't no, know, not not away. particularly. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the stay away. Uh, you know, Davis Mills had he stayed another year in college, you'd potentially be talking about him being, you know, one of the top picks this year. So I'm I'm happy with it. You know, we got him a year early, got him to work with Pep a year early. So I say roll with him, and you know, if if we have to, possibly we'll have the draft capital to visit it. You know, down the road. Who's your guy in this draft? At number three, Houston's up. Who are you, who are you praying to Jesus that they're drafting? Oh, it's so tough. Um, really, I guess uh, Kyle Hamilton. You know, I, I just really will want to see good <laughs> good secondary. A uh, good secondary is fun to watch to me. Um, so yeah, I would I would love to see them improve the secondary tremendously because I, I hate watching. Uh, Texans DBs get burned, and it's a very common thing. So, you know, if they make, if they make this trade, you keep talking Carolina. They land the number six pick. Anything you want at six, or you can go, man, this is a beautiful trade. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking at corner. I'm looking at, uh, you know, Sauce is obviously one. Derek Stingley, he'll probably be gone by six. Um, he may not, you know, he kind of fell down the charts a little bit after the combine, but, uh, not too much. So, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just all about DBs right now. So stack it up, you know, the, the young talent at DB and, uh, positions like that coming out of college are getting better and better every year. So I'm definitely a uh, high on taking DBs from, you know, in the draft. And, and I do want to ask you one more, one more here before we kind of wrap up, um, as, you know, we get to day two, day three, what are some kind of positions or any kind of players that you're hoping, you know, A, falls to you at like a second, third, fourth round type level, or you hope they kind of maybe jump up if you need to and take, or just in general, just things need to be addressed. Like, you know, we've talked, there's a lot of holes. This was a team who I thought was was poised to to make a run, and in you know two three years, it's been a complete one eighty, and now we're starting back over. Yeah, um, I would like them to see you know maybe uh, Pickens or uh, wide receiver or uh, 
McCreary or something like that, corner out of, uh, I think, Auburn. Um, I've been looking at their film. You know, they're okay. Uh, like I said, I'm I'm real big on DBs in the draft, so I wouldn't mind them going that direction. Uh, I wouldn't mind them maybe taking a running back. I don't know who in specific. I would maybe take in the later rounds because I don't know who will be there. But uh, other than, you know, defense, I, I really wouldn't want them to go any other way in the later rounds. Yeah, that's fair. It's it's, it's an interesting when when you have holes and you it's it's just it's, it's it's tough. Where I need to do this, but I need to plug that. I need to do this, but I need to do that. You know, maybe depending right. on what they get in a package with whoever they they trade for. You know, in terms of team or draft capital, or you know, we we had seen with Cleveland if Cleveland were to make a move, we had heard it was what was it the Baker Mayfield Kareem Hunt. Uh, it was so it was two first Baker Mayfield, Kareem Hunt, and I think Greg Newsom is what I saw. Would is what the offer would have been, I think. And what yeah, did you hear? Carolina I don't know about that. What was your Carolina one you heard, Luke? The uh, the Carolina one was CMC, two firsts and a second or something like that. Oh gosh, yeah, I'm I'm very high about staying away from CMC. Uh, um, I mean, he's a great, great player, but the last thing you know, the Texans needs a high-paid running back, uh, in my <laughs> opinion, at least. So, uh, especially one that has questionable health issues. So, well, and that's been a thing too. With uh, what was what was the the uh, the, the Miami dude Miller? What can oh, his name? Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller, and then I was. Oh yeah, he was a great. He was great, but he couldn't stay healthy. He had, I think, uh, one of the years he played here, uh, he had like two touchdowns of ninety-five plus yards or something. It was it was pretty cool. A great <laughs> player, but just never could stay healthy. Yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, like I said, I'm so glad we got to chat with you because, ironically, all this all these dominoes started falling while we're on the air and. Uh, you know, what more perfect way to have somebody who uh, who talks to those uh, Texans and gets that rolling. Uh, Caleb, greatly appreciate you swinging out and chatting with us, man. Plug everything you got for all of our listeners if they want to read up your stuff or ask any questions. Uh, could you repeat that? I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I was just saying, you know, go ahead and plug everything you got for all of our listeners who may have any questions or want to read your work. Oh, yeah. So uh, definitely find me on Twitter. Um, at HTX underscore Gordon, uh, pretty well everything I write, I'll share on there. Uh, I'm off of Facebook and all that crazy social media stuff, but, you know, definitely find me on Twitter. Uh, I'm still new to it, so uh, kind of easing my feet into the water, but it definitely was a good time <laughs> talking with you guys. Uh, hopefully, you know, in the future, maybe I can come back and be a little less nervous, but. Oh, uh, uh, no, man, you, it was yeah. awesome, man. We had, we had fun. Well, we we always do, too, as the summer rides through, we always do um, team previews, uh, kind of just going over. We basically break down the entire depth chart and have fun with it. So we'll, we'll reach yeah, out. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Sure, definitely, be definitely look forward to to talking post the Sean Watson trade, you know what I mean? That was <laughs> so much more, so much more uh, exact information there. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll be in touch, too, as I mentioned with, uh, you know, with Hunter Doyle from Inside the Eagles, we're going to try to put something together the Tuesday before the draft on a little special show where we're 
we're, we're going to have some fun with it. We're going to try to get as many people possible if you kind of know where I'm going. So I'll be in touch, give you some details on that as well. And, hey, thanks a lot for coming, Caleb. And we'll, we'll talk soon again this year, all right? All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks a lot. Caleb Gordon coming to TorahTimes.com. Sark of the Texans. He's just a little nervous. That's okay, though. Look, it's the first time you're doing it, baby. You're on live radio. It's okay. He has some, some good knowledge. That's what counts, you know. Some people look. Not everyone can do the Paul Pickett and just talk. Fifteen minutes on each question. Give us two hours of radio. I love Paul Pickett. Paul Pickett, <laughs> if you're out there, you're my boy. Not like <laughs> Kyle Hamilton, but you're up there. <laughs> you know, and I appreciate Caleb's like, bitch. This is the direct answer. Here you go. Take it. You know, it's props. Um, we got a little bit extra time here. So I, I'm pulling an audible real quick, and you're, you're more than welcome uh, to pull an audible as well. If I'm you gonna would, pull, I'm gonna pull your audible. Ex, excuse me, I'd appreciate that. <laughs> so I'll be glad to kick this off. I'm just trying to find my gear. It is. Use promo code WrestleCast. Get yourself 10% off of all your supplement needs. Oh, I found this too. Damn. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Power Five, you know, move away oh, from. Never mind. That wasn't even what I thought it was. I saw something that said breaking news, and then it was not what I thought it was going to be. Look, Impromptu came at you with some three strikes, damn it. You're funny. That was when we got breaking news that the Power Five was going to break away and start their own conference. No, you're so funny. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jack, I was like, oh, we had this trip earlier. It wasn't what I wanted. Are we doing doing it? It's been a really enjoyable NBA season so far. We realized that. Okay. So three strikes. I'm coming at you, Luke, with the 2021 top ten leaders in interceptions. You're going to have to choose a new one because that was mine. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Did you say time for just for last year? Yes, last season. Okay, so mine's for the last 10 years. So this is perfect. We were thinking alike. Oh, shit. I'm going to be terrible at this. All right. Okay. So what, what is it? Last season's top 10 leaders in interceptions. Now, there's 11 because there's a tie between them, a bunch of them. So I, I will be willing to take one or the other. Okay. Uh, the, uh, what the fuck is that kid's name? Uh, Trayvon Diggs. <laughs> Trayvon Diggs uh, at uh, number one. Um, Come on now. Let's, let's go. There we go. Um, let's go Xavier Howard. Uh, Xavier Howard yeah. is in that top ten. All right. Jair Alexander? Uh, Jair Alexander? Mm, ooh, that is really? one strike. All right. I see what you're doing. <laughs> um, there's gonna be a dude on here from a team, and I don't know his name. 
Is there a dude from Cincinnati on this list? Uh, no. Okay, never mind. There's a guy from Cincinnati who's at number 12, and that's Logan Wilson. Okay, that's who I was thinking. Never mind. Um, J.C. Jackson? J.C. Jackson is number two. Okay. Um, I'm going to throw out Harrison Smith. I don't know why, but I am. Uh, Harrison Smith is... Mm. What about Patrick Sertain, the second? Patrick Sertain gets you number three. Dang. <laughs> so you got uh, Trevor Diggs at one, JC Jackson at two. Uh, number three was Amani Oru Warrior from the Lions. Oh, God, I would have never guessed that. And then in a log jam from four to 11 was Justin Simmons, Jordan Poyer, Xavier McKinney, Micah Hyde, Xavier Howard, Rasul Douglas, Quandre Diggs, and Kevin Byard. Yep, would have never guessed any of that. <laughs> Alright, you ready you for three? yours? Yeah, I, got I, I gotta beat three. Alright, so this uh, is most interceptions. We're talking Team Muslani days. Most interceptions in the last 10 years, including last year. So it's the tw- last year's season and then 10 years back. Yes. Okay, uh, Stefan Gilmore. He is number one, two, three, four, five with 27. Okay. Um, holy shit. Richard Sherman? He is number one with 33. Woo! Let's go. All right. Um, why is this so hard? I'm going to crack this rock. Why is this so hard on the spot like this? Um, I can't think of quarterbacks. Xavier Rhodes. That is your first strike. Mm. Um, bro, I can honestly not think of any secondary stars for some reason. Oh, um, 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 Pat Pete, Pat Pete. Pat Pete has 27. He is number eight. Yes. Um, okay, I need one more. Um, oh, what was the guy on, uh, Eddie Jackson? Is that his name on the Bears? Yeah, but that is your second strike. Damn it. Eddie, Eddie Jackson is not even in the top 25. <laughs> um, what about, uh, Adrian Amos? And that is your third strike, sir. Oh, was, was Harrison Smith on there? He was. Oh, I was going to say that because you did. I did. Yep. That's well, the only I mean, reason I said it is because I saw him on my list, and I was like, I don't know, maybe he had a good year. So since I gave you Logan Wilson and it was wrong, and you gave me Harrison Smith and it was right, I declare myself the winner 4-3. to three. We'll take wrong. that. Kapoya! Kapoya! Wrong. <laughs> Uh, so number one was Richard Sherman with 33. Oh, number two, number two was Marcus Peters with 31. Oh, number, I think of Marcus 
feet. Or... Yeah, you got to remember his like rookie year with the Chiefs, he had like twelve interceptions. <laughs> yeah, shit. I almost said Trayvon Diggs because of last year. Yeah, he wasn't on there. And then Harrison Smith is at three with twenty nine. Um, Xavier Howard with twenty seven. You got Stephon Gilmore. Uh, number one, two, three, four, five, six was Tashawn Gibson with twenty seven. Mm, that's a good number, one. Yeah, uh, number seven was Janoris Jenkins with twenty seven. Oh, I didn't think of him. He was a stud. Yeah, and then you got Pat Pete. I'm surprised you didn't guess this guy, to be honest. Number nine was Tyron Matthew with 26. Oh, honey badger, shit. And then number 10 was J.C. Jackson with 25. Oh, see, to me, I didn't feel like J.C. Jackson, like, balled out until last year. Yeah. But then again, I am so anti-Patriots. Man, this shit stuck on my teeth. Yeah. Were, were you in the stream last night when, when I kept clowning Kiwi about if he was high because of all the mistakes he was making? Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he was like, no, I'm sober. <laughs> He's like, I'm stone sober. He kept, And then he didn't even announce the football jerseys or baseball jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ju, ju, yeah. Oh, man, all right, we're entering the final half hour here. We've given our mock drafts, we've had some three strikes, we've talked the talk. We broke all of that Deshaun Watson news that you got, Luke, but we have one more team to talk about, and they were one of the first ones to make a big splash in the offseason. Carson, what's up, my dude? Hey, what's up, can you hear me? Hell yeah, we can. Why don't you real quick? Because I'm going to jump right into it because I got, I got some grilling to give that ass in, in a moment here that I, I, I want to yeah. say that I completely forgot about until somebody mentioned earlier and I went, my first question is completely changed and I am, I am butthurt and I have to come at it hard. But I, but I want you to, to, to properly do this correctly. Why don't you introduce yourself as always to all of our new listeners we have. Yeah, my name's Carson. I'm a writer with the 12th Man Rising side on fan side at uh, just covering the Seahawks over there. Obviously, it's a pretty crazy time for the organization, so uh, trying to stay up to date with everything. But, yeah, it's it's busy. Now, I, I wanted to come on here and praise you for how I, I feel you guys fleeced the hell out of Denver. But that completely stops because I forgot about this, and I want to ask you, how in the hell do you cut Bobby Wagner? That is the Ravens cutting Ray Lewis to me, and that is – Immediately where I said I have to go now, and I'm sorry, but what? How does Mayor like break this down for my feeble mind? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> since the end of last season, since since Bobby got hurt and like the second to last game, I kind of had this feeling that it was coming, especially with the giant cap savings that the team got from cutting him. Uh, it's it's definitely something that I've been concerned about, especially after he came out on Twitter and said, you know, he didn't hear it from the team that he was being cut. He just heard it from social media or wherever he heard it. Um, so that's definitely a concern. Uh, might be a reason we're not grabbing as many names in free agency as I thought we would be. But, um, yeah, I, as, as in terms of finances, I'm not surprised at all that Bobby's gone. And 
I'm grateful for the times he was here, but I, I just don't think it made sense. I don't think he had the impact on the game anymore that he used to, and he was costing too much for us to hold on to him. Uh, you guys met with uh, Deshaun Watson, the Seahawks did, and he ultimately said no. What do you think led to him saying no? Is it because there's just not as many pieces there right now? I mean, you guys got DK and Lockett, but Carson's hurt a lot. That defense is getting traded and released. Um, do you think that played into the part of him not wanting to come there? Yeah, and I honestly think the the deciding factor may have been Pete Carroll. Um you know, having an aging coach, a defensive-minded head coach, that might be the reason that Watson ended up ultimately saying no, uh, even though he's still considering a place like Carolina where, you know, Matt Rule's not very stable. But what does that say about Pete Carroll? I don't know. Um, it's definitely something we got to think about, uh, especially going forward uh, into the draft when we might be looking for a quarterback of the future. Um, you know, it's – it's scary to think that we got a 71-year-old head coach who hasn't been known to adapt very well. And I, I thought it was time to move on from him this offseason. Uh, obviously, ownership's a little bit disconnected from the, from the workings of the team. But we'll see where we go. Ryan, I'm cutting you off for a second, so don't open That's your cool. Mouth. <laughs> uh, talking about that QB of the future, I don't know if you were listening before, but we went through our mock draft. And I think it's crazy, but Ryan thinks it's super crazy. At nine, can at nine, can you see them drafting a QB of the future if the guy that they love is there in Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, or whoever it might be? Uh, I'll say in my dreams, I Malik Willis is the guy that I love. I've been watching him. He just seems a little bit like Russ, you know, a little thicker, uh, a little bit more of a power runner, but. I, I really don't see Carroll making that move. I, I think we're I really do think we're gonna trade back in the first round. Um Ooh. maybe with Philly, maybe with someone else. Uh pick up a couple draft picks, you know, right there in the fifteen to twenty range. Um and work on, you know, maybe drafting a quarterback next year or um pick somebody off up off the street like a Jameis Winston or somebody to uh fill in this year because, you know, I'm not on board with the Drew Locke thing. Drew Locke's not your um, boy? <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm I'm down to watch him play for a year because, uh, you know, I take him over Colin Kaepernick. I hey, he I've might get you in running about, for Bryce Young. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you know, Drew Locke might be the path to the number one overall pick next year. Um, but, no, I a guy I do kind of like uh, also is Matt Corral from Ole Miss this year. I think he's got the potential to be there if we trade down into the bottom half of the first round or, you know, like first couple picks of the second. Uh, And he's a guy that I would feel comfortable having on the roster for a year, just sitting behind whoever plays for us, just taking some time to develop him. And obviously um, we got a little bit of an old Miss connection on the offense with DK. So, um, but yeah, I mean, there's a million different options, and now Baker Mayfield's come out and said, like, 20 minutes ago, that he doesn't know if he'll be in Cleveland anymore. So I'm thinking about that. You know, I I, I look at I look at all of this, and you know, I I agree. If I'm taking any of these quarterbacks in the first round, I think it's Malik Willis. I think he's the the most in tune with the highest upside. But I mean, at nine, I just I don't I don't see it. I don't get it. 
You know, I have Matt Corral going 32 to Detroit. Who's to say you can't move into the back of it? You know, if you were to take number nine and flip it to Philly for 15, 16, 19, any two of those three picks, and you grab Malik Willis, so I'm going 18 to the Saints at one of those, I can see it. But, you know, if you've got a guy like Sauce Gardner sitting there at nine, isn't that kind of a reach, or are you really behind one of these quarterbacks? Because maybe I'm the odd man out here, Carson. That's, maybe that's just the thing is I'm not on board, and maybe I need to get in, in, in the boat too and roll with you guys. Yeah, the only, the only player I would feel really strong about sitting there at nine and taking is if Kayvon Thibodeau falls. I know he's, he's been plummeting a little bit after the combine, uh, and if he's there, he's got all the talent, so – um, I'd be down to take him. If not, though, I, I'm totally open to making a deal with Philly, taking 15-19 or 16-19. Uh, you know, maybe Willis is still there, and then we get a guy like Carl Laftis from Purdue or one of those edge guys. I know there's five or six edge players that will go in the first round, and I like several of them. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we both mocked five in our top 15. So, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. Jermaine Johnson, David Oyabo, Trayvon Walker. I mean, obviously, much mentioned Thibodeau Hutchinson. Like, there's a lot of really talented, talented edges. I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm just perplexed by this. this I, I still have this theory, and, and Luke, this is my, my retort to you jumping, jumping on me as I'm coming back with a high cross body on you, is these, these scouting combine people had to have went to the scouting combine and went, oh, my God, these quarterbacks are so bad. We need to throw everything humanly possible to acquire things uh, so we don't have to draft one. I think that's why, to me, it just seems so crazy. I mean, look, look at what you guys – I mean, you got to be happy with what you got from Denver. I mean, you guys – I mean, is that not a fleecing, what you took from the Broncos for Wilson? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I felt. Obviously, you know, a lot of the people online don't don't pay as much attention to kind of the in-depth stuff um, and just see it as, you, gave, you you know, you gave up Russell Wilson and got back Drew Locke and an old defensive lineman and some picks. Um, but, you know, what really scares me about the trade package is having Pete around to make all these picks and then him – you know, calling it quits in two years. I really don't want him to, you know, make two first-round picks from Denver, two second-round picks from Denver, and try to, you know, develop Noah Fant and then step out the door when he's 73 at the end of the 2023 season or whatever, and we're just kind of stuck there. We're going to have to completely clean house, uh, and we have a team built by a guy who's not around anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds like the Vikings with uh, our boy Rich Spielman. <laughs> Uh, is, is there any chance you guys move up? I, like Ryan said and you said, there's a lot of talent on that defensive side of the ball in this draft in the beginning. And, you know, Aiden Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau, you know, my boy Kyle Hamilton representing. Um, all <laughs> hey, Trayvon, just Trayvon Walker. Um, is, is there any chance if, if the guy that you guys want, is there a way, do you think that they put a package together to go up and get their guy, or do you think they're more likely just to trade back to gain capital to build the team? I honestly think trade back, but, uh, you know, if, if there is somebody, you know, I'm not in, I'm not in the war room. So if there's somebody that, uh, that's the guy that they feel like is going to be a big addition, especially with our, our defense moving over to a more three, four look this year, um, 
you know, maybe a guy like a Trayvon Walker. If, but I think he'll he'll fall to nine. And you know, I don't. I know a lot of the top ten is going to be like those two big offensive linemen, and um, and obviously I think Garrett Wilson gets involved there um, from Ohio State. So it it's going to be fun to watch because the last couple of years have not been that exciting to watch the draft, especially the first night of the draft uh, as a Seattle fan, but <laughs> I'm back in this year, obviously you've got the number nine overall pick uh, and we'll have to see where it goes. You know, Will Disley coming back, uh, Quadre Diggs with company. What's kind of the thought here going forward with free agency is officially everything is getting tender. The season starts tomorrow. Uh, where's this team kind of looking in free agency now? Um, so I've, I've liked at least a couple of the resignings, you know, love having Diggs back, um, mm-hmm. even though he can't, he's coming off that big injury, but I think he's just such a, a presence on the defense, especially after moving on from Wagner. I just don't think it was feasible to move on from both of those leaders at once. Um, and getting Sidney Jones back on a one-year deal is huge. Uh, he really kind of amped it up in the second half of the year and we'll need him, especially with DJ Reed signing with the Jets today. Um, the Will Disley deal, I just don't understand it. It's way too much money. I, I, I thought he was going to get. I thought we were going to bring him back like two years, eight million, two years, ten million, uh, and he gets three for twenty-four. And that one, I just, I can't wrap my head around that. I don't know what's going on there. Is that as a uh, blanket back... for Locke? Do you think? Well, they got you no know, fans, didn't they? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, holy shit! Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. it's, it's pretty much a done deal that Ever, Gerald Everett will not be back next year. I don't, I don't think there's any chance of him returning. You know, bringing back Will Disley on big money and just acquiring that from from Denver. Um, what I will say is though, uh, I think we need to make one more move in free agency, whether that's an edge rusher like Jadeveon Clowney or. Um, you know, the center from Cleveland, J.C. Treader, just got cut today. I'd love to see him come in because, you know, as of right now, Ethan Postick's a free agent and Dwayne Brown's a free agent and our offensive line is just – it's looking like one of the worst in the league if we don't if we don't put another – you know, sign another guy to come in, come back in, whether it's Dwayne Brown or, or Postick. I don't really mind Postick. I just – I don't think his ceiling's high at all, I think bringing a guy like Treader in, who's obviously a, a great person, a great leader, might be something important, but it just kind of kind of depends on the the direction the team wants to go because if we're looking not to be competitive in 2022, then he's not a guy that makes sense to bring in because he won't be here long-term anyway. Is there any chance um, of getting one of those big tackles, do you think? You know, a lot of people, you see a lot of people draft the quarterback and then get him the protection. Like, we might see them do a Trevor Lawrence, like Houston might do a Davis Mills, possibly. Any chance they go out and get one of these big tackles that everyone's talking about to land, to get them that protection for that QB of the future, possibly next year? Um, yeah, I think there's there's definitely a chance of that. I mean, I think uh, Equanu and Neil, the top two guys, I don't really see a path to that unless we do make a move up, which I don't suspect. Um, we will, but there's guys like Charles Cross or Trevor Penning from North North Iowa um, that are both going to be, I think, top 15 picks. And like I said, if we make a deal with, with Philly and we move back into the middle of the first round, I wouldn't be at all opposed to, like, Trevor Penning and 
a guy like George Karlaftis or, you know, maybe if Jermaine Johnson or Trayvon Walker falls to the middle of the first round there, uh, making two picks, like one on the O-line, one on the, the defensive edge, I'd be really happy with that. You know, not not to jump back into it, but it's still, you know, I just keep looking at things. When you when you got to look at the next season, kind of line it up here, are you 100% confident that they just say we're riding out and you go into this season with Drew Locke? Do you think something else ends up happening? Like, I know we've touched on it 100 times here, but I just – I don't know why this quarterback thing is so mind-boggling to me this year. It's just – it's wild. It's, yeah. it's just, it's just yeah. And I think it's because at the end of the day, Russell Wilson's not playing for the Seahawks. And it, it gives me that yeah, same feeling I had when, when, you know, mind you, there was Andrew Luck in play, but I, but when, when Peyton Manning wasn't a cult, it just, it was different. And I couldn't get my head around it, you know? Yeah. Yep. It feels totally different. And uh, to answer your question, yeah, I do think there's going to be, an additional move made. I don't, I don't see us going in with just Drew Locke. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he starts day one. Um, but I think there'll be another guy. If it's not through the draft, uh, you know, I, I don't think we will land Watson. I don't, I think we're kind of out on that for now. Um, but a guy like, you know, signing somebody like a Mariota or a Jameis Winston to come in there mm-hmm. and kind of compete. Um, like I said before, it could be Colin Kaepernick too. I, I don't even know what I would think about that. I mean, a guy who hasn't played in six years, bringing him in, like that says something about your franchise, but, um, or at least the state of the franchise that you're in right now. Um, but no, I don't think it'll be just Drew Locke. I think, you know, we, we draft a guy maybe in the second round or, you know, we bring in one of those second tier free agents to kind of give him some competition like the Giants did with Tyrod Taylor today uh, with Daniel Jones. At number nine, who, who's your guy? If they have to make the pick, you're watching, and who, who are you hoping is there and that they choose? If they stay at nine, it's one of the two. It's it's Thibodeau or Malik Willis, and I don't want to get tempted by Malik Willis. It's just <laughs> scary, and I think there's attacks uh, on those quarterbacks this year, even though it's not as you know, it's not touted as a talented. Like as talented of a class as last year, obviously. Um, so I think you know some of those guys' draft capital is going to get boosted through the roof for maybe no reason. But it's really tempting to take him. You know, he's a guy that he's obviously got a great personality about him. I think he'd be a great leader. I don't think he's quite ready to start in the league. Um, you know, but if we give him six or eight games behind a guy like Drew Locke, we just go from there. I'd be happy with it because I don't. You know, in my dream world, we have Pete for this season, um, but then he leaves at the end of the 2022 season. Uh, and then, you know, we kind of have the you know, the foundation of the next great Seahawks team. Um, so, you know, a, a foundational piece of every team is, you know, rushing the quarterback. So if a guy like Thibodeau's there too, I'm, I'm I would be all in on him because I know he's – Got some questions about his off the field, uh, or you know his his overall football attitude. But um, obviously, he's one of the most talented players in the draft, and he was, you know, for a long time he was the guy that was projected to go number one overall. It's just he's kind of fallen out of grace with some of those those insiders, maybe. So either one of those, I'd be really happy with. 
it's going to be an interesting one. I mean, last year we talked all about how the draft was, you know, oh, there's so many guys that can do this and this, and now it's just the whole league's upside down with all these just continuous domino effects of trades. And it's going to be a fun season coming up. I can't wait to do it again. Uh, I'm breaking news. Uh-oh. What do we got now? Uh, Jet safety Marcus May has signed with the New Orleans Saints. Ooh. Okay. Well, there we so go. they got their Marcus Williams replacement. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. That didn't and take long. Uh, Texans have approved trade packages for Panthers, Browns, and Saints. Now it is all up to Deshaun Watson on where he wants to go. So I don't know if that cancels out the Falcons for what we heard a half yeah. hour ago. Uh, but I, the deal should be announced tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, I have. A, I just got a thing from JPA Football that says, rumor has it that the Panthers believe Deshaun Watson is 90% leaning to the New Orleans Saints as his destination. <laughs> That's a team that I don't think has any capital to trade. Damn. Wow. That'd be interesting for sure. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I just don't, I mean, I just just don't know on. who they'd give up. They don't have like any young players. <laughs> like I just, I don't know. It's interesting. Know. Whatever. Alvin Kamara, whether ah. he's in jail or not, will be a Houston Texan. Yeah. <laughs> or Michael Thomas, I was thinking, but who knows? He's like in the same boat. He hasn't played in like two years either. <laughs> right. Well, there you go. You trade Watson for for Kamara. And you guys play Russian roulette if the guys can even be available to play. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of your insurance package, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> man, I'm excited, man. It's gonna it's just gonna keep better getting better. Uh Carson, plug yeah. away everything you got, my man. I'm so happy you came on to, to chat with us. Uh let everyone know how they can hear you, listen to you, read you, write you the whole nine yards. Yeah, so just you know, follow up. Uh, at the 12th man rising side, you know, there's a lot of hard workers over there. I know Almar and Lee and Jeff, and there's, you know, so many other guys that are, are putting out so much content. Uh, but it's it's definitely, it's needed at this time because, you know, we're not just rolling through another off season with Russ, and Bobby, and, you know, the same guy, the same core of players that we've had around for a decade. And, you know, it, it, it excites me, that's for sure. Um, I was a little sad to see those guys go just because, you know, for the bulk of my time being a Seahawks fan, they've been uh, the guys that I've seen on on TV every Sunday. But it's also exciting to to know that you know we're we're making a fresh start. We're bringing in hopefully younger talent through the draft, and maybe we have some capital to make some some trades for some younger guys. So uh, changing times, but I love it. Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be a fun one. Uh, I'm excited to, uh, to, to, to just see where we go, man. Uh, you know, so Carson, we'll definitely be in touch. Obviously, you know, we'll, we'll have our, our normal team previews where we got to talk the the state of the team after this is all said and done heading into the summer. But we're trying to put together a, a big special show for the Tuesday before the draft. So I'll be in. Uh, I'll be sending some messages, seeing if if you got some time and uh, what we got going, and see if we can get you part of it. So thank you so much for coming out, man. It, it's great to have you back, and we'll talk soon. Yeah, I'd love to be a part of that whenever, you know, whenever draft time rolls around. So thank you guys for having me on, uh, and I'll talk to you all later. All right, sir. Carson, coming in 12 Bear Rising, always a pleasure. Hell of a fun time, man. Oh, NFL. <laughs> Tell you what, Luke. 
Somebody uh, tweeted a picture or tweeted a a tweet from 2019. Baker Mayfield said on Duke Johnson wanting to be traded. You're either on this train or you're not. To which a half an hour ago, Duke Johnson tweeted a gif of a train falling through a ceiling into a burning building. I'm talking about the Cleveland Browns. No? I thought Luke would have thought that was funny. <laughs> Apparently Luke got uh, Yakuza kicked by or uh, pedigreed by Triple H, uh, which is normally how it happens to Alex uh, on there. We'll hit him with this real quick. <laughs> A lot of great content today. Had a lot of good talk. Really excited. Uh, Also, just announced Jamal Charlo will defend his WBC middleweight title against Mahe Sulecki, June 18th. That's going to be a fun. A lot of good boxing coming up here uh, in the near future. Uh, And Jamal Murray is reporting to the G League, so that means he should be back to Denver before this season's done. Uh, I would like to uh, thank everyone for coming on. Uh, Hunter Doyle inside the Eagles.com, Caleb Gordon from TorahTimes.com, and Carson Schroer at com, giving us all the great details. I'm assuming Luke is uh, doing something weird because he's a goofy-ass dude. I will say salutations from him. Uh, and we will leave you with the one and only, our friend of the show, Kiyosaki. We're sitting at Excalibur. We're getting cover level award coverage. What's your thought, Bishop? Well, my thought is that this is kingdom business, and we're taking care of it. <laughs> lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.